You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, Struggle and I watch you wrestle with them angels. There he is. From Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. Jordan Stadium. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 7.33 p.m. 33 minutes after 7. It is the Orange and True podcast. Your digital audio device is tuned into Orange and True. Brought to you cordially by Champs Chicken, harbored by the friendly folks at college and magnolia.com. Greetings. I am Son of Crow at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Son of Crow on Venmo. One dollar for every pound lost. To one side of me, amateur statistician, the engineer, and a huge fan of speeding up golf, Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett. I've got the show notes. And to the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, a even bigger fan of speeding up golf, is the AU Chief, at AU Chief. Bonjour. I think he just wants to speed up golf to get it over with quicker. Right. <laughs> Greetings, Orange and Truthers. Tonight, we talk a little basketball. We talk some baseball, and we've even got a little bit of football coaching rumors, juicy coaching rumors. And if you're good, we might get into some previews of the depth chart. I have a little breaking news. When he says... If yeah, you're breaking good. news? Is it broken news? Uh, oh, we'll get there. It's breaking. But first, Ryan has a trivia question. This week's trivia question comes from A.U. Jonesy, James Jones, one of our writers at College of Magnolia. Here's what I don't want you to do, Ryan. I don't want you to start letting people submit trivia questions. Oh, no, I'm going to do Because Josh Dove is going to give us some that these comes from some spreadsheet he's got, and none of us are going to know it. I thought he put the writer in uh, <laughs> yeah. quotation marks. I wish you've written as much as he has this year. I read a Jonesy article this today, and they wrote about Michael Dyer back in 2016. I was like, man, this guy can... Yeah. No, right. I wish he would still run on the, uh, on the site, yeah. He's got what you call a real job. Make College of Mag great again. <laughs> All right. Five different Auburn football players have thrown, caught, and rushed for touchdowns in the same season. Name all five. All right. Cam Newton. Cam's one. Do you uh, want me to tell you if you say it, or do you want to lock him in at the end? No, no we'll lock We'll, we'll lock, lock him in. Cam, Cam is one. Brian, Brian Davis. Did he rush for touchdowns in the same season? I feel like he should have. Don't look at me. Oh, man. I thought, I thought you were going to tell us. You just said you're going to lock him in. No. I th- okay, well, Cody Burns, maybe. I'm assuming. Oh, so is it in the same season? What's the question? All in one season. Not in a career. All Not in Cody. Um, I think it is Cody. I think, I think he may have played Wildcat quarterback and receiver at some point in his life. But he didn't rush for one while he was playing. I, I don't know. Don't you don't have to agree here. You can submit two different. Did he catch a touchdown pass? I see. Here's the thing: I, he rushed, caught, and threw for one in his career. Yeah, I don't think he did it in, in a season. Somebody's screaming at their phone <laughs> right now. Um, 
I, I'm I'm gonna go with Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis, Cam Newton, Bo Jackson. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> the Pat I was gonna let him throw the ball. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I I'm full disclosure. I thought it might be Ronnie Brown. I looked it up. It's not Ronnie. So cheater. You looked it up. Oh wow. I just want to see. Did Carnell throw for a one? See, uh, I think he maybe. threw for one. I think I remember a halfback pass, but Carnell threw a pass. But Carnell didn't he catch a lot of balls. He a, I know he caught one against Tennessee in the he SEC did. championship. He, he's he's caught them. So, so let's let's. I'm going with Carnell, Ryan Davis. I don't think Cameron Jarrell. Maybe. Wait, no. Yeah, let's go Carnell. Okay, and then have two more to go. That might have thrown and caught and rushed. It's Ka- catching. Is it Kyle Frazier? <laughs> it's the Keel. Catch safety Kyle Frazier? Keel Frazier. Kyle Frazier cannot catch touchdown passes. So Ryan jokingly said Jeremy Johnson before this podcast, so I, I can't go with that. Otherwise, no. I would think it maybe was him. Um, Is Sean White catch touchdown pass? Spicy Sean? Now, Nick Marshall did catch a pass to himself one time. Mm-hmm. But he didn't score on it. But he didn't score. Um, the cot is really killing me. Well, because running, th- running and throwing one, that's, there's a lot of Or dudes. running and catching one. Yeah. But all three. All right. Do you mean to tell you the positions of these guys? Sure. Let's give us some hints here. Okay, I'm just going to go and tell you, yes, Cam's one of them. Yeah, he's got that. Easy enough. So you still need four more. Wait, <laughs> so Ryan and Carnell are not? <laughs> what do you mean? Ryan Davis no, I'm just telling Carnell you one Williams. obvious. Oh, one that I'm not confirming or denying oh, okay. anything else. Okay. I'm just Louise. telling you obviously Cam was one. <laughs> okay, so we have four more. Okay. There are a running back. Yeah. Carnell. Two running backs. Sorry. Three running backs. I'm looking at the list just to tell you. Mm-hmm. Three running backs and one hybrid player. Hybrid player. Did he play his whole career as a hybrid player? Are we talking I'm about give you more hints? Uh, I think it's Cody Burns. It's yeah, the hybrid it's player. Not, it's not Cody Burns. Maybe it is, but I don't. Know. I think it's Cody Carnell, and then Ryan Davis is out because he's yeah, not yeah Ryan Davis is out. So Carnell, it's not Ronnie. I told you, I eliminated that one. Uh, we have to put a shot clock on you guys. He did. He did attempt to pass, but it didn't. He didn't. Okay, it didn't work. Uh, Ryan. We'll lock, lock in some people and I'll... I'm locking in Carnell. Carnell, um... Carnell, Cam. I'm locking in Cody Burns. John, what's this? John Franklin III. Ooh, John Franklin III's not a bad, not a bad guess. Sneaky. He laughed, so it's probably not him. No. Well, but I was thinking he was the hybrid player. So into this. I'm thinking Cody Burns is the hybrid player. All right, let's go. Wait, who is it? We Cam have... Newton. Uh-huh. Okay. Carnell Williams. Uh-huh. Okay, we got two. Cody Burns. Yes! Oh, look at you. Carry on Johnson. He was the hybrid. Oh, carry on! Golly. Booby. Oh, yeah. Josh Harvius. Did it this year. Yeah. All you old folks can't remember some uh, of the newer guys. Man, I'm a dummy. Look. And there's a bonus question with this, by the way. One player did it twice. Carnell. Twice in their career? Two, two different seasons? Yeah, I don't want to think Obviously, Cam. it's not Cam. It's not Cam. It's not Booby. He was a freshman. It may be KJ. It's either KJ or Carnell. Yeah, I'm going to go. James with... is going to light you no, up. It's Cody Burns. No! He did I was not gonna, do this twice. I was going to go with Cody Burns. What are you talking about? How is that possible? <laughs> I think his, his freshman year, maybe. 
He did that. And then I think he may have done it. 20, did he throw a touchdown in 2010? Yeah, he threw it to he Cam. Threw it to Cam. Cam. Yeah, he was the one that threw it to Cam. But, but he didn't rush for one that season. Man, I don't know. He might have. That's why, I'm, as far as I know, I, I will I will check the numbers for you. That's why I'm not believing right. Cody. <laughs> Look, it, James doesn't lie. Now it, it's possible Cody did it his the year he played quarterback the most. Okay, I mean, when he came in against Mississippi State and everybody acted like it was freaking uh, so, Willie Beeman uh, coming yeah, in yeah, from right. any given Sunday. In 2009, Cody had two touchdowns throwing. Okay, five touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Really? He was the Wildcat quarterback for Chris Tide. Yeah, I, I remember that. Wildcat. I for- and he had a receiving Wildcat. touchdown. That's what I said. This is okay. I, Josh Dub. Crow knows. Who, who talks a yeah. lot of crap about me on yeah, this, no. about this podcast. Crow did know. Crow knows. What was the... Did he and in 2010, he had... He had a rushing touchdown? He threw one to Cam. He had one rushing touchdown on six attempts. And oh, one receiving touchdown on one of on I don't remember him having six touches and... Specifically, yeah. his receiving touchdown was the national championship. Game. Yes, I knew. Yeah, that. I knew that. When that was, was his right rushing front. touchdown? That's the one I don't know about. Twenty ten. Yeah, we'll pull up his game log. He scored the first so touchdown of the season. I thought. So I guess that was a rushing touchdown. I thought it was a passing touchdown. Can't, or let's see. Yeah, Arkansas State rushing touchdown, two yards. Wow. All right then. Wow. Well, Ryan, thank you for your trivia question. <laughs> let's move on to Auburn basketball. Last week, we had a little bit up and down. Last week, we played two of the slowest games we're probably going to play. A couple of rock fights, as it's called. Mm-hmm. A couple of games where you're like, where, as me, Son of Crow, noted NBA fan, would watch and go, oh yeah, this is why I don't like college basketball very much. Because guys shoot 18% for a whole game. Um, yeah, so... So yeah, that that was uh, that was that was not a good. So Ryan, this actually comes into a debate because Ryan has gone on record in saying the, the reason you like college sports more is because guys are worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so is, I, so I enjoy college sports more because more you don't expect the best every single time. Like yeah. I know it sounds weird, but I like when you, they so make watch, the shots. Yeah. So if so if they <laughs> they hit the shot every time, they make the pass every time. There's less uncertainty in those games. No, but it, what it is is what I like about it is it makes the defensive player that much more noticeable. When a guy is a defensive standout yeah, in the NBA, NBA where it's like no one plays defense. That's not true. It's just that everybody can make the shots when they really don't What's play the defense. When they really don't play defense in the NBA, that's the All Star game. You get the All Star game, and they almost scored two hundred. One team almost <laughs> scored two hundred last night. That's what happens. They don't play defense. They don't play. I, I will. They do play defense. They don't play their hardest until the finals get there. Or they play until, 90 games. Yeah, yeah 82 I know, games. I, know. Is I mean, like, I'm, that, I'm not even critical of that. That's, yeah. that's why I think there's too that's, many games. That's something I that's, think the best NBA season was the lockout year. I agree. It was so the good. The 70 games. Every, ga- every game was great. Now, what's happening right now in the West? Where, though, by the way. What, that, shorter season? So, yeah, so there's more. You probably don't find out who the best team is. Right. But with the a shorter season, everybody's playing all out every game. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so this is a week where I really remembered why I love the NBA. Because guys make <laughs> the, shots. These games, both teams that we played, but tried to slow us down. They were they, playing to the end of the shot clock every time. We got beat against Ole Miss. They hit every because buzzer beater. At the at, shot like they, it wasn't everyone. It felt like everyone though. Well, it it was like a, if they uh, got the shot off, they got they made it. Like the book is out on Auburn. Yeah, you slow us down. You, you slow us. Yeah. 
Because Auburn don't has let, no half-court offense. Don't no. let Jared or Bryce hit threes in transition. Especially Auburn has no half-court offense when Austin Wiley is right. not 100%. Right. Because when he is 100%, you have a kind of guaranteed half-court set. And when when he's them. not... Even though he's been playing the last couple of weeks, he's not 100%. There's no chance. He's probably not even 80%. Yeah. I don't... I, Bruce keeps saying there's no way he'll re-injure it, but like... What is it? It's a foot, right? So your, his speed is not going to be 100% because it's his foot that's injured. Right. Like there's... His balance probably is 100%. He probably is not comfortable going off both... Oh, turning on both shoulders because one of his feet is, is jacked. I would have sat him. And I know like, that's just me. I, I wouldn't have played. Have, yeah, I wouldn't have played, played, period. He's but played. the problem is you have so such little depth no. with the five. Which we thought I mean, going into the we year, we had Anthony, so much depth. We thought Anthony could play 25 minutes a game, and he's a liability on offense. I mean, he's, he's playing well on defense, but he's still a liability on offense. He just shoots those mortar shots, <laughs> three-pointers, that are sometimes really good, but they're so slow. He has oh. to be completely well, wide open. The slow ones are the ones he makes. When I know. he tries to shoot the fast ones, they don't go in. It's, but it's, the slow ones like, are only good when he's unguarded. Up. Yeah, he has to be unguarded. Yeah, yeah. He's, an, he's, he's frustrating me this year. Him and, him and Spencer both frustrate me. But at least Spencer, at no point will I ever question his effort. Yeah. Well, at, and I think Horace kind of learned, okay, threes aren't going in this year. Just don't even worry about it. He's yeah. not taking threes like oh, he was I, beginning of the year. He'll take a three. He still, no, he still will. But it's he's like, gonna be wide it's open. Like, it's it's fine. like one or two a game, and not he's five a game. Nobody what did but, he take five threes in a game. Do you remember the first couple games of the season? Yeah, he was he was, he was just jacking them up, ah, like Anthony is now. I, I think Anthony shot seven threes a couple of games ago. Yeah. It was bizarre. He had shot twelve threes after like fifteen games or something. Chuma Okiki well, against I think all twelve of those might have been in the first four <laughs> against the Revs. Chuma had twenty three and eleven. He, he was Chuma Okiki is like the, the bright yeah. spot. Yeah, he's been playing well, and you know why? And this is something that Son of Crow talked about a couple weeks ago. Because Fish got in his ear and told him he needed to be more. Certain. No, it's because teams are playing zone against Auburn. Yeah, and Chuma Okiki is his own monster. Yeah. So, so, tell, so tell me, the person who doesn't know basketball scheme, why does that work? Okay, so you play why does that not work? Yeah, so you're, here's the thing. You play a zone against Auburn. You're daring a three-point shooting team to keep shooting threes. Great. But there's, without a half-court set, which Auburn doesn't really have a lot of half-court sets, uh, you're asking guys to shoot spot-up threes without any rhythm. There's no... or It's like, oh, you might catch this and shoot this. Yeah. It's not... There's no motion. Auburn yeah. run a motion offense. It's not like you're going to run here, run there, and then you're going to go here, catch the ball, and shoot. It's, hey, just get open. And when just, you play man-to-man against Auburn, Auburn moves around, screens, yeah. causes some crazy switches, and now Bryce Brown's wide open in the corner. Yeah. Auburn can't do that against the zone. What Auburn does do against the zone is we've got Chuma Okiki, who if he gets the ball at the free throw line, it's two points or a foul. Yeah. Every single time. Because against a 2-3 zone, uh, in a 2-3 matchup zone, in both cases, the free throw line's open. They're literally letting that be open. Um, a lot of zone, nobody shoots twos. A lot so. of zone defenses will let you get the ball there, the high post, because they can trap what is usually a slower, uh, less confident ball handler with the guard mm-hmm. at the high post. Chuma is, is good enough and fast enough. He is a high post monster. So if you, he gets the ball at the free throw line, uh, it's church. So... The teams are still allowing it to happen. Also against the zone, a lot of times you get a Chumo Kiki at the three-point line, free-throw line extended, so like even with the elbow, but three-point line if you don't know what that phrase yeah. means. So at that point, if you, Chuma gets the ball, 
Who's guarding him? Probably a shorter guard, yeah. which he can take off the dribble and then get to the free throw line, which is where he can make things happen. Or he can pump fake and shoot a three. Chuma is dominant against the zone. Yeah. Or he catches it near the corner, and he's got a slow post player guarding yeah. him, and he can just go right around him. If teams play zone against Auburn, look for Chuma Kiki to have big games. If he doesn't have a big game against the zone, we're going to lose. Yeah. Now, against, and against Ole Miss, he had a huge game against the zone, but nobody besides nobody him made more than two shots from the field. Yeah. Nobody. like Bryce was 2 of 12. Jared was 1 of 8. And, and Jared and, turned the ball over a lot. Yeah. And Jared Harper's not 100%. Also, Jared Harper's playing a billion minutes a game, and yeah. it's killing yeah, we him. We talked about that at the beginning of the season. He can't play 35 a game every game. I mean, he did. And he's been doing Most that. of last year. You need Javon McCormick <laughs> right. to do something. And in games in which he does something, like block shots against Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like he does something, gives how, you something. How embarrassing for he can was play that shit too that he blocked like that. It might be embarrassing. Javon can absolutely he gets after it like a Horace or a Malik. He yeah. gets after it. So now it turns the ball over, but at least he gives you energy. And so when that energy's producing points, then that's a win. When yeah, in the Ole Miss game, it wasn't. Yeah, seven minutes, one point. And we talked about this like people wanted to see who the most important player on Auburn's team was. It's still Jared Harper. And I always said Jerry Harper. They go, well, Chuma might be. Chuma had twenty three and eleven against Ole Miss. And Jared had a bad game. Auburn lost. Yeah. Jared has a bad game. Auburn loses. That's Very rarely if Jared has twenty plus points. I, I think. And oh, if Jared has twenty, we win. And I think not Jared's even. more important this year than he was last year. Oh, 100%. I agree. Um, because you don't have... His backup is nowhere near as well, good this year. One, you don't have Heron pumping out 17 points a game. Mm-hmm. You don't have Anthony, you know, yeah. scoring 10 a game. Um, and we haven't had Wiley scoring 10 and we, a ha- game. we haven't had any five yeah. scoring much of anything. Um, so Jared has become exponentially more important this year than he was. Yeah, it's year. gotten to the point where you, between uh, Anthony and, and Wiley, they're not even playing the full game at the five. No. Like in the Bandy game combined, they, they played 24 minutes. That means yeah. about half the game. Or Spencer's. You're either having Horace or some combination of like Chuma. So not an offensive. Four. Yeah, not an so, offensive player. Yeah, it's. What's, what's interesting is the Vandy game, you can look at this for this going forward. Like if you see Harper, Brown, and Okiki each in double figures, it's going to usually translate to an Auburn win. Yeah. Um, and you had Harper with 16, Brown with 14, Okiki with 13. I mean, that was, and a win. And you yeah. know what else? Jared only had one turnover. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that's really been the indicator in the last two months is if Jared has four more turnovers, it's not going to go well. Yeah, and his turnovers haven't been, they haven't even been like, he can't handle the press. Yeah. It's been like kind of just bad passes. or Yeah, bad like, in a lot. It's, it's forced passes. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the thing. That's this is because he can normally exactly what I was about to say. It's not even that he's really been trying to force things. It's just been like things that normally would be there and work don't yeah. work for him. Um, and it's been frustrating to watch. You have to think that that can't last for much longer. I mean, yeah. And, hopefully, and here's the thing: is when Jared has a lot of turnovers, it's not just Jared's fault. I mean, he's right. the start. He's the starting point guard that plays 35 plus minutes. So if the offense as a whole is out of rhythm, it's yeah. good he's going to have the turnovers. Yeah. And whether it's his fault, whether it's you know, Malik's fault, whether it's Chuma's fault, anybody. If someone's not where they're supposed to be, then Jared throwing the ball there is going to result in his turnover. And guys don't force things if other things are working. Right. You know what I mean? Like, have you noticed how bad our press break is? 
It's a well. The press break is Jared Harper. Yeah, and so if, yeah. if Jared Harper isn't, it's weird playing super hot. Then it's it's like the most stilted, uh-huh. like weird looking press. Like it's just Jared Chuma, Chuma, back or Malik if he's in the game for some reason and not Bryce. I guess because Bryce is supposed to be getting down the court, and right? Trying to get in the spot. It's Bryce. But, like Jared dribbles until he gets stopped. Then he passes. The other guy does not dribble. No. He just stays there until Jared is open. Unless he's passes. like, unless it's the three. We were right. playing the three trails, and uh, and yeah. if it's Chuma, he doesn't dribble. If it's Malik, no. he sometimes dribbles. sometimes. But Chuma's done a couple times where he's needed to get across half court. He takes yeah, it. It's but, wild. They'll be wide open and they yeah. just won't dribble. It's so. It's, it's a, the weirdest. It is so much a like college hoops. This is the guy who carries the ball across half court type deal. Like yeah. in the NBA, you'll see all five guys dribble, yeah, because they can, and the coaches don't have to tell them like, no, this yeah. guy dribbles. Right, like, you go down there. That's like, what it feels like. It's it feels like Bruce has been like, you don't dribble, get the ball to Jared. Well, I I do think that they should take Horace Spencer should get Doctor Letter grade in every class <laughs> if he dribbles for, for more than if he does more than three dribbles in a game. He gets three dribbles. The fourth one, he starts uh, losing grades. I, so I, you're telling me he should travel more and just not? I actually feel that way for all posts, uh, especially when they catch the ball in the post. Like, yeah, it, when they if they take a dribble and they don't make a move with it, it drives me insane. Like, yeah. just dribble once and then pick it back up, and then you still have to pivot around to the goal. It's it's crazy, especially if they catch it high. It it bothers me. But yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of. It's not just Horace that does that no, either, though. It's, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. He had that one, I'm telling you, he had that one great breakaway coast to coast. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. got to his head. <laughs> he thinks he's a point guard now. All right. right. Uh, team played really good defense last, the last two games. It's yeah. one of the things you can say we can build on is that against Ole Miss, I mean, they, like you said, like they had four, at least four shot clock. Yeah, and they weren't uncontested either. Yeah, like that. I saw some people talking about our perimeter defense. I'm like, the guy was like falling down and like chucking up over his head. I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Vanderbilt went five for twenty three from three and had sixteen turnovers. They were bad. That's the worst Vanderbilt. The only, the only thing that Vanderbilt did really well was rebounding. Yeah, Yeah. they really out rebounded us. Killed. And it was well, make sure I have the right number. We came to twenty four. Yeah, Wiley and um, yeah, and that goes back. Anthony we were, were both on the bench. We didn't like, really play our fives, so we Wiley is still the party. team leader in rebounding That's percentage. Wild, like he gets the most rebounds when he's on the court of anybody else. And so if he's well, not, he can still minutes, only play ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Did he even play ten? I don't. I, I don't, don't think he, he played. He played eleven in this game. He really? came in and made three fouls and was out. Well, yeah, eleven minutes, no points. Well, that's the most he's played because one rebound played like three minutes a game before. Yeah. But we found out, speaking of injury, the injury bug may have bitten another Auburn Tiger. Because after the game, Bruce talked about how Samir's hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, he apparently didn't practice um, Friday. So, he just banged up, as all Bruce said. Um, day to day. Or day by day, is what Chiz would say. Yeah. Apparently, he's good enough to start the game, but... Yeah, he only, good he only played playing. 16 minutes in this one. Didn't, didn't score. Uh, didn't really do much of anything. And he's... Yeah, I, I hate to think it was a situation where he had to play because of we have no depth at guard. Yeah, luckily but that may have been the case. One Malik Dunbar. Malik had a good game. Had a good game. Most minutes he's played all year. I think he played thirty minutes in this one. I've, that's got to be the most minutes he's four, played. Then. Four oh, seven right. from the field, scored thirteen points, five rebounds. I mean, 
there are a lot of people calling for Malik to replace Samir in the starting lineup. I don't. To me, Malik's the energy guy. Man. Malik's the energy guy. You. It's kind of like Manu Ginobili. You don't start that guy because he can just destroy second units. Yeah. You're almost better off leaving him playing He's, 20 minutes off the bench. And you yeah. kind of expect him to foul out if he plays 25 or 30. Yeah, minutes. I don't know what so his foul had three in possessions are, but it's not good. Uh, hey, three fouls in this game? Yeah. yeah. Three fouls in 30 minutes, which, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But that's doing good for him. So we, who do we got next? We've got Arkansas. we got the Razorbacks on Wednesday. Uh, here in Auburn. So if you have tickets, please use them. The coach that I wanted here more than anything when we hired Coach Tony Barber. Really? I, I wanted to hire him when we hired Lebo, but that was forever ago. That was forever ago. Um, yeah. You know who I wanted was the, when we hired Tony Barber, it was the guy who's now, I think, an assistant in Alabama. But he was at South. He was at South Alabama, and he was pretty good down there, but I don't know what his name is. I remember being like, why didn't we hire that guy? And now I think he's like really messed up and now he's out of like he's the assistant coach out there. Like he was like a tournament team coach yeah. at South Alabama. Well, Mike Anderson was the coach at UAB um, for a while and and was really good with those guys. And to me, that that said he can take guys that not a lot of other people are recruiting. Yeah. Uh, and make them play well together. And which he did. And then he went to Missouri. And then he went to Arkansas right before Missouri joined uh, SEC. So. Who was the guy that was the coach that went to Arkansas and before, like within a week left and went somewhere else? His basketball coach, I can't remember what his name was. Anyway, that's a, either here nor there. If you know the answer <laughs> to that, at Ryan S. Starrett <laughs> on Twitter and let him know who was the coach that like literally did, a, did the press conference calling the Hogs and then within a week, was back. I think he went back to the school that he left. Hmm. Was it Bobby Petrino? It sounds like Bobby, it sounds like Bobby Petrino. <laughs> it was basketball coach. Was this Billy Donovan when he left for the Celtics and then no. came back to... This was... Oh, man, who was this guy? Like, they literally was a basketball coach that the Hogs hired away from some small mid-major. Huh. And then he turned and went right back to the mid-major. Interesting. Can interject Before. for a second? Malik's uh, line this year for 40, 16.7 points, 4.6 fouls. Yeah, see, you can't... About right. He can't play 40 minutes. No. But... Last year, he had 5.4 fouls for 40. See, there he's improved. <laughs> he's Lord. doing better. Was it Greg Oden, his first, his rookie year in the NBA, Greg Oden didn't play many games. So when he did, he averaged like 12 fouls a game. <laughs> you know, he can't get more than six, but it was like per 48 minutes. All right. So we got Arkansas. They're 61st in Kimpom. Is this a Q1 win if we beat Arkansas, Ryan? Yeah. Explain what that means. So a Q1 win would be... Forget the exact line, but I think it's top 30 wins in Ken Palm at home. Or I think it's like, of those. I think it's like top 50 on the road, maybe. Yeah. It, there's some distinction there. Oh, so we'll get one when we beat Kentucky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That would be a Q1 win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, Auburn does have a lot of Q1 uh, games left on the schedule. Yeah. Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. And I think Alabama might sneak into that because of the ro- home road distinction. Yeah. Uh, like and, and Mississippi State as well. Yeah, they're they're on that borderline, and then you've got Washington and Florida who are both right on that line. Did Washington well. lose this weekend? Is that is that what happened? I think oh, the Pac-12 yeah. is so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, even if Washington they're gonna dominates run, the conference, they're going to run the table because they haven't lost the conference. I really I know, hope that we need to hope that Washington wins the conference. Surely they will. So Arkansas, sixty-first in Ken Palm. They are not as slow as the last two teams we played. 
Oh, they might. You might. Mike Anderson teams usually aren't. They might slow it down against Auburn just because that seems to be like what. Well, you that's do. the formula. That's yeah. the mo for teams that beat Auburn. But they are 49th. Ryan has on our show notes yeah. in adjusted tempo. So that's good for Auburn. Yeah. I think I might actually be faster than Auburn. It's comparable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Mike player. Anderson teams, he plays a similar style to Bruce. Um, similar style basketball. So it might be fun to watch. This it game. should be fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. So this Arkansas team, they're anchored by a stud and not much else. It's kind of like the Georgia team where they got Nicholas Claxton who does everything. So uh, this Arkansas team has Daniel Gafford. He's a uh, sophomore center, 6'11", 230, and putting up 16.6 points and nine rebounds a game. So this is the game. If you're listening, Austin, quietly. <laughs> Please. Listen. I know that you are listening because it's the Orange and True Podcast brought to you by James Chicken. There'll be a little deer antler spray on there. Just, yeah, do what you got to do. Collins special. <laughs> yeah. Do what you got to do. Eat your Wheaties that morning. <laughs> And go out there and show this scrub, Daniel Gafford, what a real center looks like in this league. And just get after his tail for 40 minutes. Or, Horace Spencer, if you're listening, <laughs> just get Somebody. In Foul out if you have to. Cole Blackstock, if you're listening. Scholarship player Cole Blackstock. I'm waiting for Austin to have. Remember Austin's first year when he was actually a high school senior? Yeah. And he had like 20 and 11 against Alabama. Yeah. Like he like awesome. a double double with 20. That's the Cole. That's the Austin Wiley we need I would, I against would this really, team. really hate for that to be his best game he ever played here. I think he's had a good, a good, as good game since then. I don't know. That was a, that was a good game. Plus it was against Alabama. Yeah. And he was a high school senior. Yeah. So this Daniel Gafford guy, he's got a PER of 27-1. That's really good. Yeah. Better than anybody at Auburn. Does not shoot threes though. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's zero. He's a zero threes this year. But it's gonna be a situation six... where if he really is their only guy, we just let him do what he wants to do. And he... yeah, you sound like uh, Ellis Johnson over there. He's just uh, another player. Just another... no. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> they, we just we don't have to guard Amari Cooper. Another guy. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll let him get away with you know whatever he gets away with, and we'll just try to keep everybody else from scoring. The guy can't score you know seventy points by himself. <laughs> Young team, they got no seniors on their roster. Two yeah, so juniors. this is actually a younger team than Kentucky. Basketball is a funny sport from a college like recruiting standpoint. If you're used to college football recruiting and like the way that rosters are broken down, basketball is going to drive you crazy. Yeah, because like Auburn didn't, doesn't have a freshman on the roster. Arkansas didn't have a senior. Yeah, so like there's just no rhyme or reason. It's just you only got X number of spots. X number of rotation spots. You got four years for eight guys. Yeah. And and you really only play about seven. Yeah. Most teams, once it gets down to your your true rotation. So, like, you might not sign anybody because you're like, well, I got five seniors coming back, so why would I? Like, yeah. Who cares? Right. And then you get in the next class, you can go and sign four or five Yeah, guys. exactly. You can fill out your exactly needs. what Auburn's doing. Um, so that's, what, that's probably what Arkansas did. They had a bunch of guys leave last year, and they knew they had some needs to fill. They filled them. So, so. this um, – this is probably a bubble team, right? No. No? No, they are 14 and 11 right now. Wow. So they're in. No. They're, they're in the SEC tournament. Yeah. yeah. 14 and 11, though, but 61st at Ken Palm's not half bad. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. This is a Q2 win. This is, this is a Q2 win, yeah. They're probably NIT. Yeah. Who knows? 
Yeah. A team that's not they lost to yeah. to start. A team that's not in the NIT is the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Auburn goes to their barn. What are they, CBI? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty one to four Wildcats, number five in the country right now. Man. Um they're in a lot better place than they were when we played them before. They out rebounded Auburn last time. On a little run for them. Yeah, it did. <laughs> they figured it out against Auburn. Auburn was out rebounded thirty two to twenty four. They had four starters over thirteen points against Auburn. Yeah, there there wasn't anybody going off on this Kentucky team when we played them. It was yeah. just all of them looking like top yeah. fifty recruits, which they are. Yeah, I mean, this is the team you judge yourself by. Well, this is SEC. this is John. Like, I I love it. People write these John Calipari teams off all the time, and I'm just like, come tournament time, they'll be clicking on all cylinders. You won't be able to stop them. It, I mean, it's the same story every year. So similar to another guy I know that everyone gets so mad that he start his teams always seem. To take a couple of weeks to figure it out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gene Chizik. Yep. Oh. Talking about Gus Malzahn. Oh. oh, the difference is when you have thirty games. Yeah, it, yeah. That it makes it a little bit less. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, and when you're recruiting the number one recruiting class every single year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we do that. They don't shoot a lot of threes. The Wildcats. I wonder how they do that every year. How they recruit. The number, yeah, the number one. Because they get Boogie year. Cousins to text their buddies. Hey, look, I'm just an alumni. I'd love it if you came to Kentucky. It was a fun story. Or like when my brother was in school at Mississippi State, uh, Kentucky uh, came uh, to, to Starkville, and somehow all the Mississippi State student body got Boogie's phone number. And well, they all texted him all week long, and he, yeah, there was. He actually responded to a couple. Yeah, I was like, no, no, Mark, he's probably wrote back to every single oh, one yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. About as petty as Kevin Durant. Yeah, DeMarcus is not the kind of guy I would mess with, no, in any way, shape, or form. Some of those guys are fake tough. DeMarcus, I don't, I feel like he might not be fake tough. Isn't he Montgomery's own? Where's, where's Mobile. Mobile, yeah. <laughs> what, where, Pritchard? I don't know. Where, Mobile's uh, own. Mobile. Bama football fan, as you might imagine. Oh. No. Shock. Shocker. Just Shocker. Like, just like every yeah. other Kentucky basketball Yeah, player. exactly. Yeah. He went to the right place. All right, let's do, let's do real quick uh, a word from our, our wonderful sponsors. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get-together. Delicious Champ's Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice-cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, Drink and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture. And that was a quick word from the good people, old Pupper Chucks himself, over at Champ's Chicken. They got it going on. If you haven't had tailgate sauce, you don't know what you're doing. You're not really an Auburn fan yet. And you're definitely not a member of Auburn Twitter if you don't go to Champ's Chicken when you're in town. That's where Auburn Twitter hangs out. That's where I'm at. Right now. Right now, I wish, man. We're doing. We're going to do a live show from Champs Chicken at some point inside the beer fridge. Uh, let's do Champs and Chumps real quick. Yeah, Chief, you got any Champs? Uh, yeah, my son turned three yesterday. Nice little Chief Champ of the Week. Big three. Um, so that's fun. Had a good weekend with that. We had two birthday parties. Sort of it up. Two well, birthday parties. Not really. Some family came over Friday, and then we just did a you know. I went and got him a cupcake yesterday. And put yeah. What day was his birthday? Yesterday. That's my sister's birthday. It was also yesterday. Really? Yeah. She's not three. Sister Crow. Now it's 32. <laughs> oh, 
It's close. Not, not, and you know who else's birthday is yesterday? Michael Jordan, 56. Seventeenth oh. February. Oh man. Maybe I got the next MJ. Yeah. You never know. Man, you gotta keep teaching those rules. Yeah. Tell him tell him he's not good enough yeah. for a long time <laughs> and then he'll overcome. Speaking of Michael Jordan, my champ of the week is a guy named Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with Jim Key. No. Dirk Nowitzki. Equally as good. A guy who played in his fourteenth All Star game this weekend, guys. It's gonna be he's one of those guys you're gonna tell your grandkids about one day, I think. You're lucky. I know Crow will. You've had the I'd say he's he kind of straddles two generations of NBA players. Oh yeah. And you've you've been lucky that he's basically been on your team this entire time. He's NBA. been the entire time. Ninety nine, he came in with he, the Mavs. He was drafted by the Bucks, the Bucks and traded to the Mavs for Robert Tractor Trailer. Wow. May he rest in peace. That was a mistake. Yeah, the Bucks got <laughs> really messed up with that trade. Was Cuban the owner yet? Hawk, the Hawks weren't that bad. No. Cuban was the owner. Okay. Um, or he was about to become about it. To be I think he, but the same thing. I can't GM. remember when he bought him. Yeah, Donnie Nelson was the GM. His dad, Don Nelson, was the coach. It was much maligned. People were like, Robert Tracker Trailer was a, like a yeah. Final Four player for Michigan. It was like, who is this German kid that you've just drafted? People in Dallas were not happy about Turns it. Turns out Donnie Nelson had been talking to Charles Bart. Yeah, so if you didn't know, <laughs> over the weekend, Josh, uh, uh, Ferguson, Justin Ferguson, talked about the hilarious story that has been out kind of in, in NBA circles where Barkley said that he was going to, he offered to pay Dirk to go to Auburn. So, like, instead of what? Going to the Army, which <laughs> Dirk didn't end up going to the Army anyway right. because he's seven feet tall. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which was Barkley's point. Yeah, you can't go to the army. You can't hide behind. This joker's anything. seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna hide behind? So Dirk Nowitzki grew up in a town called Würzburg, Germany, which is a tiny town. Mm-hmm. Würzburg is the home of the X Rays, which is the oh. pro team that Dirk played for in like the second or third league. Talk deep like Dirk. Yeah. So Dirk Dirk came out of this tiny town and was on the German national team, and Team USA was doing like a. Uh, this was after the Dream Team won. This is Dream Team 2-ish. Part. Yeah. Dude. Because Michael Jordan was on the... Right. Was helping and Scottie out. Pippen. But even though Jordan was not on Dream Team 2. Right. So this would have been probably around 95, 96. Probably in the lead up to the Atlanta Olympics. I think uh, Barkley said it was 98. Okay. Well, that makes sense. 98 is the, the year that Dirk kind of bust That's on the scene. Weird. Yeah. So Dirk was at 1898 and went to the um, Nike Hoop Summit. But before that, Team USA played this weird, like, exhibition in Germany. And I think it probably was a Nike thing. Probably. And uh, Scotty, Michael, and Chuck. Chuck. And apparently Dirk, those guys notoriously did not take exhibition games seriously. Yes. Overseas. So they probably were all feeling the night before. Yeah. Probably gambling quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh. And Dirk apparently went off for like 50 points on Scotty Pippen. Maybe we can put a link to the uh, YouTube video yeah, for this sure. in the uh, show notes, uh, Jack. And, and after the game, at halftime, Chuck apparently was like, who the heck is this kid? And after the game... They were apparently giving Scotty, yeah. notoriously one of the greatest defenders. Maybe the, the greatest on-ball Maybe. defender in yes. history. We're yeah. giving him crap because he scored 25 points on him in the first Yeah. Game. Man, and then so he scores 50... They give Pippen all this crap. They come up and, and Bart goes, man, who the hell are you? 
And Dirk tell him, you know, and he's like, man, I, I will give you. He called Nike. He was like, tell this kid I will give him anything if he goes to Auburn. <laughs> so then well, the, the best part was Justin Ferguson tweeted out what the starting lineup would have been. Yeah. Had Dirk gone. It would have been the Chris Porter team. Yeah. With, minus, with Bryant Smith coming off the bench because yeah. Dirk Nowitzki is playing in this spot. That was my favorite uh, <laughs> reply on Twitter was, oh, come on. Bryant Smith would have been starting. Brian Smith. <laughs> That's James Jones. Brian yeah. Smith is the biggest James Jones. James Jones. James Jones is the biggest Brian Smith. Fan. Well, the funny thing about that is maybe Brian Smith starts because Dirk plays yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's maybe it's Doc two. Robinson and Dirk. <laughs> or Scotty Pullman. He's coming in yeah. for Scotty. The thing maybe about, Scotty doesn't start. The thing about Dirk and that, if you watch the highlights, you Google like 98. Who had a seven foot three point shooter then? Nobody. Because no. you Google the 98 Nike Hoop Summit. Auburn would have won a national championship. Oh. I'll tell you right now. There's no way they wouldn't. Dirk, the, the world team was world versus USA. It was the best high school players in the world. For best. They still do the Nike Summit now. Uh, Auburn's got a kid they just recruited that's playing in the Okoro. He's playing Okoro. in the Hoop Summit coming up. Dirk's in the Hoop Summit on Team World. Dirk drops 38 in a game, like an exhibition game, where you're not playing a lot of minutes. He starts... The, the world team started a guard and three forwards and a center because Dirk was the two. <laughs> Dirk called it, was, they said four, but he played two. He took the ball up the court half the time. Old, people who just watched the NBA now are young kids. Think of Dirk as this guy with crusty knees who can probably... This old guy could, that just walks up and down run. the floor yeah. just shoot. He could move. He was like Kevin Durant, but seven feet tall. Well, Kevin's and, close. And like a... <laughs> High arcing three point shot, and nobody else and was doing that. I'm not weird looking, Kevin Durant. Ke- Kevin, the, my thing, not to go off on a tangent. My thing, Kevin Durant is he's the weirdest looking basketball player I've ever. He's seen. smooth, but he is weird because of how long. He yeah, is. he's like if if Samir Doty was seven feet tall. Yes, yeah, exactly. Very similar game. All right, chumps uh, of the week. More champs. I want to give uh, our yeah, Canadian friends. Oh, Edouard, Edouard, Julien, Julien, uh, with his inside the park home run, it just it's his weekend as a whole. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the uh, the new math that runs baseball, but this like uh-huh. this is this is the kind of player that the new math likes. Oh yeah. Oh. So thirteen at bats, five hits, five strikeouts, a double and a home run. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's slugger. That's good without without the, the new. Yeah, but no, the everybody will complain about. This is what he did. À l'intérieur du parc. Home run. Home run. Inside <laughs> the park, home run. Alantiria <laughs> du Park. But yeah, I just want to give him a little shout out. Yeah. The yeah. slugger in Auburn's lineup. And also just the weather in general on Saturday. If you didn't get out great. to the yeah. Park, it was gorgeous. Let's just get baseball in general. Um, um, Champs of the week. Baseball's back. I ran five miles on Sunday, right around Plains wow. Park. Wow. There you go. Hey, you got to lose some weight, game. man. Uh, yeah, you're still yeah. on the challenge here. You got to lose some weight. downstairs and watch the game. It's not a bad idea. Maybe that's my next. Made a new friend Dave, who was giving out free beverages. Did you meet? Did you meet AUPPL himself? I, I don't think I did. Oh, you did? No, no. he's oh. he's he's up there. Yeah. I guarantee. Oh, he's up there. Actually, he was the guy in the corner. Where were you? Where were you along the deck? Third, third level, close to the corner. Top. Yeah, he was not the top deck. Oh no, that yeah, that's the top. He's deck. the guy with he's the little the idol deck. of a uh, yeah. <laughs> Jabu. Jabu, but Jabu. Uh, he he's. Uh, to up top next to he's the holding parallel. court is what he's doing yeah. he's holding okay. court yeah uh, chumps the week into the shot clock defense against Ole Miss and it, yes. again it really wasn't even the defense it was just Ole Miss just, just straining every shot yeah. we were the chumps of the week chump big time 
balls in the dirt is what I see written here. That's got to be baseball, otherwise. <laughs> so well, the, is it? I mean, <laughs> it seemed like it decided just. Well, Ryan really is a chump with the <laughs> We got it. So, so I, here's where I was going to go with this. Auburn baseball is also the chumps of the week. Yeah, because they had a lot of. Uh, not they did have a lot of errors that led to runs, but they had just a lot of miscues that didn't come up as errors, but were just terrible. That ended up there were runs. multiple either they had like strikeouts six, in the dirt. six runs scored with no like no hits. Right. <laughs> yeah, that leads into Auburn baseball. Took two or three from Georgia Southern. Played a total of thirty five innings in three games. I'm not a huge baseball nerd. <laughs> But that seems like a lot of innings. <laughs> it's, it's a little on high end. Yeah. It's so much that uh, uh, on... Almost four games. On yeah. Sunday, <laughs> I was listening to the game because it wasn't on TV. There was no not a camera to be found there. That's why we don't have video of the Inside the Park home run. Um, well, how is that not part of the Auburn I think the somebody SEC network? Because I, I saw replays of Jeff Ward's throw from left field. Okay. Well, well how was that not on SEC Network Plus on ESPN Plus 3? Well, there must have been. No, I'm debating. Okay, uh, basketball was going on. Basketball was going on, so that's where our TV crew would have been. But there's usually was softball on TV. It's 2019 because we can. I think we can only do two sports on TV at once, and I, it must have been softball and, and basketball on Sunday. We can't do more than two sports at once. Apparently, everything like, runs talk, through the same talk hub. To Butch, he might be able to get you some film, guys. I know. It's, it's you know what happened? Was it fifty years ago this year? We put a man on the moon. Yeah, we did. <laughs> with a nineteen sixty nine. With a Timex watch's amount of computing, we put a man on the moon. Not even that much. We cannot get. We're doing things by hand. We can't get three cameras set up. I, I look. Golly, it's because the. I think it's because of the production booth. You can only two in there and then out to ESPN. Anyway. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it was so bad that I had to, I was waiting for the game to be over so I could go to Publix to buy the, um, cupcake for my son. And uh, I got a, a little big three balloon. Uh, I went in, I got caught talking to someone. I had to wait 10 minutes on the cupcake, got caught talking to someone I hadn't seen in a while. Got a balloon blown up, got back in my car and the game was still going on. Went home, was home for about 30 minutes, and then the game ended with the walk-off walk. Wow. Mo- the least exciting walk-off, but... A walk-off walk. Yeah, walk-off walk. Yeah, I didn't watch or listen to the game. Jeez. I was aware it was there going was on. There was so much baseball going on. I was following it on Twitter. All right. But Look, I had some things. Yeah, so, so Friday was a blowout. It was 11-2. to Good way to start the year. Uh, except for Davis Daniel possibly the game. hurt. Yeah, forearm tightness, seeing Dr. Andrews, that's never a good thing. I'll leave Ryan, uh, the speculation expert on the pod here, yeah. to okay. speculate about what that might be. What do you think it is, Ryan? <laughs> think no amateur physician. Think autoimmune disease of some sort? No kind Amateur physician, amateur <laughs> diagnostician, and statistician. Is his own body attacking him? Uh, so Georgia State. Highly contagious? We got a one eleven two Friday. Lost 5-7 and 13. 1-4-3 and 13. After one weekend of Auburn baseball, how do you feel as an Auburn baseball fan? Um, I think we know a lot more about this team. And it's, it's good. All those extra innings played gave us a great look at what all we have. Um, and we know what we need to fix. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, I mean, that's easier to fix than offense. Yeah. True. And there were, there were a lot of bright spots. Like, like I said, uh, Julian played great. 
the bullpen was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, except for like one or two innings. Thing I learned. A lot of the, a lot have, of the young guys. We have like lefties. a bajillion lefties. Yeah. We're, we're, how are we stopping following so many lefties? Peyton Glavin threw a couple innings in this in this weekend. I had a friend get us get uh, like a spot on the team who wasn't that great was in high school. He was a lefty, though. There you go. So they just gave the they were like, "Yeah, you can be on the team." Parents, if you're gonna push your kid to play sports, and you want Fitzing. them, oh. you want <laughs> the, you want them to get a scholarship. Make them a lefty. Oh, I I try to make my son do everything with his left hand. Or left-footed. Make him a Unless left-footed Unless they're going to be a quarterback. Baby. Left-footed Don't soccer quarterback. player? Oh, if you're a left-footed wing player on soccer, my Ooh. goodness gracious. <laughs> you will be on teams you have no business <laughs> yeah, being on. Yeah. Which will help you develop your skills. Yeah. Now, when, guys, let's move on a little bit. Are you ready for some football? We're Even the best mics can't match that sound quality. No, that is. <laughs> wow. 1995. My, my football. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? We're going in. February, talking football again, two weeks in a row. I know the listeners love it. Ryan, fill me in. What is the, or Chief, you yeah. said we had some breaking news. Well, first, oh. Tim Horton, not just a Canadian donut and coffee brand, got a job at Vanderbilt. Uh-huh. Congratulations yeah. to Tim Horton. Way to go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, good for him. I mean, he was basically going to be moved to an off-field position unless he found something else, and he found something else. He found an SEC job, so props. Now, there's a guy on the staff who I didn't know existed, to be 100% honest with you, um, named Greg. And Gregory Brown? Greg Brown. Now, Ryan, I've been given, been told to do this so, so that you can talk. Oh, wait a second. Sorry, there's an ad coming up on my YouTubes. And Oh, man. Here we go. Ryan, tell me about what's going on. So, Greg Brown, defensive backs coach at Auburn. Is he still the defensive back coach at Auburn? I don't know. He's been talking to Ole Miss. So the possibly breaking news is that um, when Philip Marshall was reporting that it's done. Whoa. He's, he's gone. But where? But it hasn't been announced yet. So <laughs> Two. But we were getting this Friday. Well. I know. I know. I know. Why would he be leaving? Um, is it just rats sorry, jumping off a sinking ship? So the word is it, it was due to contract length. They gave him a huge contract one. At a, long, a long one. Yeah, this book, not miss. And so that would make sense because actually, Philip Marshall isn't reporting that he's gone. He's just reporting that McGriff, crime dog, the crime dog, the crime not dog. Fred, not Scott, not, not Scott. Scott, Scruff, McGruff, <laughs> Scruff, McGruff. Uh, McGriff is going to be named the DB coach and replacement. So this is a weird thing. Do you think it was a Gus? Uh, no, I, I think if the uh, rumor that he has a long contract at Purdue is true, I'm thinking he just took that um, because of what we may have discussed here. I'm not sure if I've used this yet, used this terminology here. But all of Auburn's and Gus's eggs are in the 2019 basketball. Oh, for sure. And, and if you're a coach that's just looking out for your career and someone offers you a long contract, I think you'd probably take it. Um, yeah, my favorite theory is that after the ball game, per, uh, Greg Brown saw how much help Purdue needed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, decided, hey, look, uh, yeah. maybe oh. he twisted their arm and got a little money out of them over that. You never hey, look, know. I, you need me. I got the tape. You guys are horrible. I, I have a feeling he was probably the lowest paid member of the staff. I didn't know he was on the staff. Yeah, well, he was at Memphis before, correct? Uh, I don't know that. Okay, 
But I, this was the first I heard of it was the rumors. Hey, Greg Brown's thing was like, I didn't know Greg Brown was a guy on our Well, and staff. here's the thing. If, like you're saying, uh, he's, this is a career move for him. Yeah. Jeff Brown's not, probably not at Purdue for very long. Right. So if he goes in, not the guy does a great him. job at Purdue the next year or two. And Greg Brown is the, currently the secondary. He was at Missouri before. I don't, I don't know who this guy is either. I, yeah, exactly. I thought we had the guy from, uh, I thought the guy from Memphis had come here to be our DB coach. I don't like, know who that like guy from Memphis is. Like two, no, like two years ago, though. Uh, Talk like, about the 12-year-old who's our offensive coordinator now? <laughs> no, not that guy. Uh, God, what was that guy's name? It's definitely not Greg Brown, I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah, man, look, I didn't know Greg Brown was a guy on our staff. I'm sure there's people who listen to oh. this who are like, oh, man, you don't know every ins and outs of our staff? No, I really don't. Crow probably thought this was the third Brown brother from, uh, from Lanier. Yeah. Oh, Derek, Derek, Brown, Derek Brown's yeah. youngest brother. No. Well, so full disclosure in our uh, our group chat, people kept asking about Brown all week long, and I kept thinking they were asking if Derek Brown had announced, and I was yeah. like, "Is that still a thing?" Derek Brown's transferred to Purdue, man. Yeah. Yeah. Transfer. That would be breaking news. That would be awful, and yeah. that would be a horrible decision. He wants to get that Ed Oliver treatment. Yeah, he wants Way to be all Big Ten. <laughs> he wants to immediately be the best defensive end in the Big Ten That's, for next year. Derek Brown could play defensive end in the Big Ten. Yeah. He's fast enough. For sure. All right. Guys, that was a great episode. I think a classic Orange and True episode. Oh, I want to mention that I, if you haven't listened to Serial, which was the music we were just listening to. Oh, you're listening to S-Town. I remember you telling me. I've listened to the the first two seasons of Serial. It was great. I started listening to the third. Uh, I I liked one. I didn't like two as much. I like two. I never listened to, and finished two or three. See, you're not the first person that told me that about two. But one I was so like good. I ended up liking two. Uh, I, I, I thought that they were going to make Bo Bergdahl super sympathetic, and but they don't really. They, I mean, they do, but they don't. Yeah. Um, the third one's just kind of, I don't want to, what is this? It doesn't have as much of a story. Then I listened to S-Town and... Man, yeah, it's a, that's a good one. Boy, that'll that'll take you some places. Yeah, that'll take you on a, on a uh, journey. But I'm also reading The Stand. So if anybody has any thoughts on The Stand, any of our listeners, please let me know. See, I like this. Brian, you have anything to recommend? Like podcasts, books, movies, yeah, films? So I'll, I've referenced it before, but I always will recommend Hardcore History. Oh, yeah. Uh, they put out a show like once a, every six months. And I say they, it's just one guy. And it's yeah, like four Dan hours Carl. long. Yeah. He has a staff. Yeah, it is just him doing it. He does. He has a small snap. What I'll say there's, there's an imaginary great. guy named Ben. Yeah, <laughs> or some lady who's like his intern yeah. or something. I, he has he has people that help. I think, but he uh, has to. I, one thing about hardcore history though is which I discovered this week as well because I was searching for some sort of narrative podcast to listen to after I finished S- uh, those other three. Uh, as I went back and tried to listen to part two of. Uh, um, Supernova in the Supernova East, in the, the latest East. episode, and I realized. It's been, I don't know, two months since I listened to part one, and now I can't remember yeah. what it was oh, about. Yeah. That's so the thing is, there's, there's, the episodes are so long, and there's so much time in between them, you end up re-listening to episodes. We're to the only podcast up. recommending other podcasts to people to listen no, to I instead of our podcast. Well, these are unrelated to Right. Us. We're not recommending whatever beat writer, hot beat writer podcast there is. Listen to podcasts ain't play nobody. Here's the book you need to read, you guys. It's called Buried in the Sky. It is a book about the deadliest expedition on K2. Huh. So just when you think, listen to that. hey, you know what? It's a book. I or you can listen to the audiobook. I, yeah. Man. There's a, uh, the statistic is one out of six is your chances in Russian roulette. One out of four 
is on K2. Oh. One out of every four people who try to summit K2 do not come back. Pro tip, don't try and summit K2. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Your odds are really good of not dying yeah. on K2 if you don't go to K2. Well, your odds are 100% of dying. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but not dying on K2. Right. That's right. We're all going to die. And that's why we enjoy basketball. If you try to... Welcome to Auburn Sports. Well, yeah, exactly. If you try <laughs> to make it too seriously, at the end of the day, go climb and take K2. <laughs> if you really want to take some stuff seriously, go do that. Bonos. Bonos. Like I always say, don't climb K2 unless you're willing to pay the ultimate price. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get-together. Delicious Champ's Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice-cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture. 